Hello. Welcome to the first episode of the Royally Pink Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna, and I just want to thank you for joining me on this fun podcast journey. Um, I originally had a podcast at the beginning of last year in the end of 2017 called Basic Brie, where I kind of discussed all the happenings in entertainment and lifestyle and pop culture. And then it became a little too much and I didn't really have a clear vision for what I wanted that podcast to be. So now I am bringing it back sort of in the form of the Royally Pink Podcast, which is my blog name and what I've come to think of as my brand. So that's that. Um, I've had my blog since 2012 and, um, and I've been blogging ever since and I love it so much so I kind of wanted to get into the podcast game because that's what everybody else is doing right now. So for today's episode for the inaugural inaugural event we're going to be talking about the best of 2018 in terms of the biggest most talked about entertainment stories. So in no particular order let's start off with the first one which was the Kanye West breakdown number 430 because the man can't keep his mouth shut. I personally don't like Kanye West. I never did. Um, and I just think that what he spews on Twitter is very detrimental to people um, in his industry, but then also the way he discusses mental health is very problematic. Um, but the infamous breakdown at the beginning of the year was when he went to TMZ and shouted out that like slavery was a choice and just went on a pure rampage that had everyone talking. Kim Kardashian got involved. Uh, Kris Jenner was asked about it. It was like a whole debacle. Um, And then you kind of saw him continue to spiral, even continuing into saying that the 13th Amendment should be abolished and then saying that like if you are um if you're on meds and like mental health medication you're not as creative and then all of his stuff with Drake and it was just the year of crazy Kanye and I think that he definitely needs to have his phone taken away or something it was just insane. It was like every other day there was like something new going on with Kanye. Um, I guess we can go, I guess we could keep going with the Kardashian flow. I'm a huge Kardashian fan, which is weird because I don't like Kanye. Um, but love the Kardashians. I'm a diehard Kardashian stan. I think that if you hate on them, you're jealous and you kind of think that they're famous for doing nothing. But like, that's a lot of people nowadays. Now we are in this era of reality stars. So if you think they're famous for doing nothing, then you think that the housewives are famous for doing nothing and Vanderpump rules and all the bachelor people, like everybody's famous for doing nothing. That's how it is. Like you have social media superstars. That's what these, that's what these people are. But then also the Kardashians are incredible businesswomen and I just love them so much. So it was the year of the Kardashian babies. We had, we started off the year with Chicago being born. Then we finally got the reveal we had been all been waiting for, which was Stormy Webster made her debut into the world. And it was so sweet. So sweet. I remember being on my computer and like the news dropped that Kylie had given birth and that she 
had kept it a secret successfully, but not really because we all knew, but it was never confirmed and nobody had seen her for literally nine months. It was just wild. And then we watched that beautiful video. Um, and then a few days later, we found out her name was Stormy and everybody was like super, super caught off guard with that. But it was beautiful and Stormy, I think, has has completely changed how Kylie acts and who Kylie is and I think it's so beautiful to watch even though she is so young she's grown up so fast for other reasons just being in the public eye like that so I think that that's really cool and Stormy I think is my favorite Kardashian child at the moment she's just so cute and I love Kylie Jenner mom edition it's just so awesome and then we had to round out the triplets was True Thompson, and her birth was not without drama, as we also found out that Tristan, Tristan Thompson cheated on Chloe. So now, if you pay attention, you would have known that that time in April when he, when like videos came out and he was cheating on her, was not the first time he had cheated on her previously in October of 2017. And if you're in tune, you know that there had been like other rumors and there have been rumors since of him cheating and they don't call him Tristan third trimester Thompson for nothing. Um, he did apparently cheat on his other baby mama with Chloe so a lot of people are like that's what you get and a lot of people have a lot of things to say about how Chloe has handled it especially after the episode of True's birth came out a few months ago on Keeping Up with the Kardashians so it's been a whole drama filled few months for our girl Chloe um but she's I mean she makes it through she makes it through everything she's very resilient I feel for her I just want her to be happy because she is like I think the most relatable the most down-to-earth and the most sensitive out of all the Kardashian Jenner girls so I just wish nothing but the best for Chloe and I mean baby true is adorable I think Chloe was meant to be a mom and it just I think as horrible as the cheating scandal was I think true and Tristan are the best thing to ever happen to Chloe because obviously she got the baby she always wanted and didn't know she could have so I'm just super super happy for Chloe and for really all of the Kardashians I just I just love them I go hard for them um the third story that I think we've been talking about probably since this time last year is the royal wedding it was the year of Meghan Markle, and say what you want about her. She's somebody else who kind of brings the haters out. People think that she's performing this, like, big scheme on the royal family, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that the royal family and Prince Harry, like, aren't going to let, like, a con artist into their lives. Like, I'm pretty sure they're, like, very kind of, like, wary of that, and I'm pretty sure, like, Meghan Markle is not outsmarting the Queen of England. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't believe it. I think that, yes, she's an actress. And, yes, like, she could put on a front. But I also think Prince Harry has a lot better judgment than than that. And I think that, like, the whole thing about her feuding with Kate Middleton, I think that that's, like, quite frankly, bullshit. I think that they're two powerful women. They're... Uh, next I mean aside from the queen they're the most powerful woman in England um I mean aside from like 
Theresa May and, and Parliament and stuff, but you know what I mean. So I think that they like to, they want to pit them against each other. They want there to be drama. And like, I don't think, I just don't think that that's happening. I find it very hard. I'm very in tune to the royals. I love the royal family. I love Princess Diana. I love the, the princes. I love the queen. I'm just, I'm obsessed. So I just kind of don't feel like that's true. Um, but it was the year of the royal wedding, and on May 18th, I think it was May 18th, the entire world woke up early, if you're in the U.S., and watched, oh, I yawned a little bit, it was May 19th, so on May 19th, the entire world watched as Prince Harry married the princess of his dreams and we saw an American become a royal for the first time in a very long time. She also broke many traditions in the fact that she's biracial and that she is a divorcee and it was just history in the making and she looked absolutely beautiful. Prince Harry looked so handsome and so happy and it was just a beautiful beautiful day it definitely did not top William and Kate because he is, he will be the future king and she is the queen or the queen consort, but it was still very exciting. Um, and in terms of that, the next story was that we got a third addition to the Cambridge family in Prince Louis, um, the adorable third sibling um, to the to Kate and William's little brood was born and we once again watched and waited for um, Prince William and Kate to come out of the Lindo wing and um, and we saw Prince Charlotte emerge as the star of the royal family that she truly is when she turned around on the steps and waved to the paparazzi and I mean it was really the year of Prince Char Princess Charlotte um, she took every public appearance and made it her own and that was all that anybody can talk about and I mean Princess Charlotte is going to be quite the ham as she grows up and I mean she's going to be a wild one in terms of just like you can tell she loves the attention Prince George is a little more reserved probably doesn't like the spotlight as much um but Princess Charlotte eats it up and it's so fun and exciting to watch so Prince Louis was our was our next story then when we go back across the pond um, we had the comeback and downfall of Roseanne Barr. In 2018, beginning early 2018, it was announced and um, it premiered that Roseanne was coming back. And it had, it debuted to pretty high expectations and had quite the number of viewers. Um, and it was a hit show on ABC. And I remember, I, I mean, I tuned in. I had prepared for the showing of Roseanne by rewatching like basically all of the seasons, all of the episodes as they aired on TV Land and CMT and like all these other um, cable channels that were running it um, in preparation for this big return. I never liked Roseanne when I was little. Um, I quite frankly hated it and it like annoyed me, but now I kind of, I think I'm older, I can appreciate the, the comedy a little more. But I was a little disappointed with the show. I thought, like, the acting seemed a little forced. Roseanne was a little annoying. It was a little too um, rough around the edges for my liking. Um, I didn't really feel like there was, like, a story 
and then she kind of it was already signed on for I think for a second season and then she just shit all over it when she tweeted that um I think it was like the somebody I forget who it was um looked like an ape or something along some, some something very racist um and the show was immediately canceled but then it was surprisingly brought back with the Connors and Roseanne was killed off and I think like I watched one episode of the Connors and it was 10 times better than Roseanne ever was like it was so much better without her and I think it was almost like a weight lifted off of everybody's shoulders because it was like they weren't it didn't feel like they were walking on eggshells anymore um and from what I remember hearing and reading um about Roseanne Barr on the original Roseanne was that she was like very demanding and she would fire people at the drop of a hat and she was very controlling and like that's all well and good like it's your show but I think it was a good thing that she almost did that because nobody lost their job all the actors are still on tv and like performing for us <coughs> so I think that the Connors is even better off than Roseanne but that was a huge story that kind of took over the airwaves for a few weeks and she went on a Twitter rampage and she deleted her Twitter and it was a whole hullabaloo. Um, uh, let's get before, I want to end on a positive note, so let's get into the not so happy things that happened this year. We lost a lot of stars, a lot to suicide and it was super, super, super sad. Um, first was Kate Spade, the designer and namesake um, of the Kate of Kate Spade, New York, her handbag accessory clothing company. Um, I remember I am a diehard Kate Spade fan. If you read the blog, if you watch my YouTube videos, if you know me in real life, you know how much I love Kate Spade and the handbags and accessories and everything that the brand puts out. And I was sitting in my Manhattan office and it popped up on my Twitter feed and I was like shocked. I was kind of like a little shaken up about it. Um, even though Kate Spade hasn't owned the brand since about 2007-2008 when she sold it to Liz Claiborne, um, it was still very shocking. It was very sad because she does have a 13-year-old daughter and, and uh, you can speculate an estranged husband, but it was very, very upsetting. People from all over the fashion world were devastated, um, all of, I got many, many text messages from my friends and family, um, talking about how shocked and sad they were, and making sure that I was okay, because they know how much I loved her, and loved the brand, and I just thought it was really almost in what followed uplifting that people shared their stories about their first Kate Spade bag and what what she meant to them and what the brand has meant to them and how the brand has brought them so much joy and should they wish that she could have known that um Anna Wintour put on put out a statement when you have Anna Wintour commenting on your death you know that you have made quite the splash and changed the fashion industry forever um I loved the way that um Kate Spade New York had kind of addressed it. They went radio silent for a week. They put up a beautiful message on their Facebook pages and their Instagram and all their social media on their website and their emails and in their stores. And then they donated a shit ton of money to mental health awareness. Um, so that was really 
really beautiful in, in such a tragedy. Then a few days later, Anthony Bourdain was found um, hung. He killed himself and that really just took like Hollywood and the food industry and everybody by storm once again. It was just super, super upsetting so soon after Kate Spade. Um, and then a few months later, we had Aretha Franklin who passed away and um, and then more recently Mac Miller um, who passed um, sadly and tragically. I'm not sure if that was deemed a suicide, um, but we do know that he obviously had drug and alcohol problems and it was just very sad. And I will bring myself back to Mac Miller after, but first another sad story that took over the news is that Demi Lovato overdosed, um, reports say on heroin, but she is sober and she she is sober right now and she was in a mental health facility and, and, um, in a rehab center for months and months. And then she was finally spotted out and she's back on social media. I think, um, I think probably a few weeks ago, maybe right before Thanksgiving or something like that, she was back out on the scene. So all the good vibes sent to her. I grew up with Demi Lovato. I love her so much as a performer, as an actress. Um, so I just wish all the best for her. And then, which I don't know if this is, I think that this is the biggest story of the year for the better half, for the better part of 2018, especially the second half of the year, is Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. And thank you, next. This relationship took everybody by surprise when she broke up with Mac Miller in early 2018 and then like a few weeks later was like dating p davidson and they were all over social media they were all the paparazzi was following them people were obsessed with finding out how this exactly happened and why it happened so fast and then they were engaged before we could even figure out how this couple came to be our ring was on her finger and we were all like what is going on like once again all over social media all over snl they were milking this for everything it was worth then her album comes out and there's a song called Be Pete Davidson on it. And it, it, I mean, Sweetener was an excellent album, but like it, it just, oh my God, she was everywhere and Pete was everywhere. And it was just insane how the media ate this couple up and then Mac Miller died. And I think that that really threw Ariana for a loop, as one can imagine. I mean, she had to, like, disable her comments on Instagram because people were, um, people were accusing her of, like, being the reason that Mac died and saying that she killed him. And it was just so disgusting. And people really are high and mighty behind their computers. It's absolutely horrific. Um, and I mean... It was insane. And then she broke up with Pete Davidson. And I mean, they made fun of it on SNL. And it was sad. And Pete was upset. And Ariana was upset. And everybody was like, oh my God, like what happened? Nobody was really shocked because they had been dating for like three months. But it was still sad. I was, I was shocked. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm a little upset because I was just starting to get used to them. And then she released the breakup song of the century. Thank you, next. I don't even want to say it's a, 
it's a breakup song because it's not. It's a woman empowerment song. She's saying that she's thankful for her ex because like he taught her, they all taught her so much and she could finally be like herself and she's found confidence in herself and she's just an absolute rock star and she is the role model that we all need in our lives and like Ariana Grande made 2018 and just kind of like whipped us all into shape and like she's just out here fighting for all of us showing us what we deserve and just being like the baddest bitch in the game and like god bless Ariana Grande god bless thank you next um yeah so it was a wild year in terms of entertainment in terms of politics in terms of climate change and in term in terms of everything 2018 was insane i feel like we've been on a di downward downward spiral since 2016 and like nobody can catch a break we thought 20 we thought 2016 was bad we thought 2017 was bad we thought 2018 was bad god help us in 2019 but that's that we're closing out the year on a high note, hopefully. And um, and that's that. So thank you for listening to the first episode of the Royally Pink Podcast. Um, this is going to be a pop culture, entertainment, lifestyle, beauty, fashion podcast. It's going to be basically an extension of my blog and my YouTube channel mixed in with a lot of entertainment because entertainment news and pop culture has always been my first love. In, in, aside from reading and writing, entertainment has always been my passion. I've always loved celebrities. I used to worship Juliana Rancid and uh, Ryan Seacrest. Um when they were on E! News every night at 7 o'clock and I would sit and watch and stare at my TV screen enthralled and wanting to do what they did. Um, then it was Us Weekly I was obsessed with and then it turned to social media and now we have full access to all these celebrities through their own social media accounts and it's just super exciting um, to see where entertainment is going. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely going to be a lot of entertainment news on this podcast, but then also a lot of beauty, because I love beauty, I work in beauty, um, some fashion, some roundups, some book reviews, just a whole lot of fun stuff, so I really hope you subscribe and tune in every week for a new episode of the Royally Pink Podcast, and until then, Happy New Year, Happy 2019, and thank you for listening.